Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hara. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode. I can't believe we're 39 episodes in. It's kind of crazy. I don't even know what to do with myself sometimes. I really wasn't even sure where this podcast would exactly go, but I am super excited to have it out there and for the content to be something that hopefully someone in the future can look back on and see what episodes are specific and helpful for them and be able to scroll through and listen to exactly what they need. And I know that's helped me in listening to other podcast episodes. So I know that maybe not everyone is going to be listening to it as soon as I release it, but they can always come back and listen to that content. So I am doing the work now and excited for what the payoff is later. And yeah, I will just keep putting out new episodes and hopefully people keep listening to them. So hopefully you aren't sick of me yet because there is so much more that I need to share and I am excited to share it all with you. So this last week had been a little bit crazy. I shared in my previous episode about how I had had a rough week and needed some positivity and good vibes sent my way. So I went to Facebook and posted one of those requests asking for people to share their favorite memory with me and you know I'm not very active on Facebook I'm super active on Instagram I'm over on LinkedIn here and there but Facebook I mostly scroll it I'm not very good at posting on it so I wasn't even sure with the algorithms what would even happen who would even see my feed and I was overwhelmed in the best way possible with the feedback and the memories that I got. I honestly read some of the first memories and started tearing up and I realized I had a work meeting to attend so it was not the right time for me to go and gush over all of the great memories other people had with me but when I went back and looked at it later I was smiling ear to ear and it was as if all of my problems had gone away in those moments, being able to read those. So if you are ever stuck in a rut or having a bad day, I would definitely recommend doing something similar to that where you go out and ask for that help or the guidance or the feedback because I think you'll be surprised at what you hear. And in this instance, you know, so often I feel I'm 
trying to build other people up and support other people, but I also have bad days. So if you feel that you're that person that needs to be strong or to show up as something specific or whatever that looks like, if you're a perfectionist and you're afraid to show your flaws, I totally get it, but it's in the times where you show that vulnerability and ask for help or ask for whatever it is that you need, I think you will be overwhelmingly surprised by the feedback or response that you get. So for me, it was so nice to go back and read those and some of them were memories I totally forgot about or didn't really think of them in the same way as someone else or didn't place the same amount of value on that memory as someone else did. So it was really cool to read what people wrote and then comment back with some of my favorite memories of them as well or adding on to the memory so that I wouldn't forget anything else. I also received some feedback and some good vibes. An owner of a Marriott Vacation Club timeshare reached out to me. He's someone who I feel like, I mean, I don't really know what I did to help him. That was so great. You know, he thought I was really great and I didn't really feel like I did anything out of the ordinary, which, you know, obviously if you're doing things right, things are going to feel pretty normal to you, but they are going to leave an impression with other people. That's when you know you're headed in the right direction and doing things well. And he reaches out to me sometimes on Facebook. Uh, We became Facebook friends. He spends most of his year out in Aruba and Marriott has some timeshares out there. So he would call and uh, ask for me if I was ever available or he'd wait on hold to speak with me to help book his timeshares. And I was always happy to help. And I was grateful that someone wanted to wait. Even if it took 20, 30 minutes, sometimes I had owners wanting to wait to speak directly with me because they were confident in my skills and abilities to make sure that I was able to book their vacations so they had absolutely no worries because if you show up on the wrong day or maybe someone booked something incorrectly or at the wrong location, you know, there's so many different new ports. You'd be surprised at some of the different places people end up booking. So if you don't go through and look at your confirmation, you know, you want that peace of mind, especially when booking a vacation. So It was really cool. He reached out to me and said, in quotes, I still think about you often. You were the best Marriott person I ever found, end quote. So I was super happy about that. And obviously you can hear the smile in my voice when reading that. And I just really appreciated it. I don't know if he saw my Facebook post or what it was, but he reached out and was checking in on me and it was good to catch up. And uh, I told him if I ever plan on going to Aruba, I would definitely be reaching out to him for advice because he clearly knows the island so well and could give me so much advice and tell me exactly where to go for all the things. Another friend reached out on my Facebook post and said she wanted to send me something. So I DM'd her my address, not sure what was going to show up in the mail, And a couple days later, I got a letter in the mail and it was so sweet. I actually hung it up on my cork board in my office here as a reminder. And some of the things she included in it said, I vividly remember 
meeting you and your positive energy calmed my nerves. Uh, That was during her initial interview, which of course, again, I don't remember, but how cool is that? That she vividly remembers meeting me and that my energy helped calm her nerves. You know, she's in there for an interview and she was nervous, but I helped calm her nerves, even though I was the one that was going to be asking her all the questions. She also said, You have always been a leadership coach. Maybe you knew then, but you are the reason why I have excelled in my career and I am forever grateful for you. Again, another line that just warms my heart. I, as soon as I understood and stepped into my calling of becoming a leadership coach and putting the words to what I've helped so many women with along the path of my career, you know, lines like that resonate with me so well and make me so happy and proud to do the work that I do. I am so grateful for her and I saw so much potential in her as a younger woman, you know, doing great things out on the call floor and taking my advice, taking my feedback. I'm not the easiest person to work for in the sense that I hold people accountable. I hold people to a really high standard and people often tell me that it was not always easy being on my team because I wasn't just going to give them a pass. I was actually going to hold them extremely accountable and push them to reach for the stars in a sense, reach for their goals and you know, shine as bright as they can so that they can be so eligible for every single position that becomes available or even opportunities outside of work. I was always happy to be a reference or help someone prepare for an interview or whatever it was. Of course, I was always sad and wanting to keep everyone for myself, but I know it always pays forward or good karma comes back to me when I help someone promote into whatever position or role that they're meant to be in. The last line that I'll share with you uh, said, you are a light and an inspiration to so many people, including myself. And again, I get that feedback a lot in the sense that I am a light uh, to other people and people say that there's a light about me and I've always appreciated that. And honestly, it's something that, you know, sometimes I need to be reminded of and to know when I'm getting down or frustrated or not sure of exactly how I want to go about things. It's so helpful again to go back to people who I have mentored and get that feedback again in return. So it's kind of like a reciprocal thing where when someone else is struggling or not sure what's going on, you know, I'm there to support them and vice versa. It's nice to have people who I can reach out to and I certainly did not anticipate her sending that letter or everything else that she included in it that I won't share with you but it was such a sweet letter and a reminder of exactly the type of people like yourself who I am doing this for and I want to see so many more women leaders which is why I need to keep pushing past any of the struggles that I'm facing in a day-to-day. In reflecting on this positive feedback and my Facebook post, it got me thinking of how to be successful really in any position, but 
I'm going to focus today on five steps to success in an entry-level position because when you're in any entry-level role, it's important for these five foundational steps to make sure that you're focusing on all these different areas and then thinking of the bigger picture and all of the other possibilities. So let's review them real quick and then I will dive a little bit deeper into each topic. So the first one is be passionate about what you do and who you serve. Number two, understand what success within your role looks like. Number three, cultivate a supportive relationship with your leader. Four, get involved. And five, step out of your comfort zone. Okay, so number one, be passionate about what you do and who you serve. This seems pretty obvious, but I've seen a lot of people who work in positions that they don't really love, maybe because it's the first company who they applied for and got an offer for. So they didn't really think twice. And again, I refer to being reactive versus proactive very often because reactive is when you've applied for many jobs in this situation and someone offered you a position. It was within your pay range. So you accepted it without thinking much further And hey, maybe you were in a position where you really needed a job and that's totally okay. Sometimes being reactive is necessary. So I don't want you to think your whole life you have to be proactive because being reactive is also important in certain situations. But if you have found yourself working for a company where you are not passionate about what you do or you're not passionate about who you serve, I would consider looking into other opportunities. You need to be passionate about the company, about the customer, about their mission statement. If you are not jazzed up, excited to go to work or excited to help the customers and make an impact, then again, I would take a look at other opportunities. Now, I'm not saying you need to be super stoked to go to work every single day. That's not it at all. But if you don't have that baseline of passion and motivation and excitement for what you do and who you serve or whatever the company mission is, then I would start looking at other opportunities or maybe even doing some self-reflection and saying, you know, what types of companies would I be passionate about? What types of companies serve customers who I would want to serve And I would be proud to serve them. I hold integrity very near and dear to my heart. So in situations where I didn't agree with what the company was doing, or at some point there was a lack of integrity, I have left positions for that. And I think it's commendable when you have your standards, again, setting them to whatever resonates with you and sticking to them. When your position starts veering outside of your standards, that is when it's a good time to reevaluate what you're doing. Number two, understand what success within your role looks like. You may think you know what success within your role looks like, but it's always helpful to check in with your boss and get on the same page. 
Again, what success looks like to you may not be what success looks like to them. So you're going to have conversations and again, check in and make sure that you are consistently on the same page with how you're doing in your role and what you can improve on. What are you doing well? What could you do better? It's so helpful if you can have that flexible relationship with your leader to get the tough criticism in the most supportive way possible. And that starts with creating a supportive relationship with your leader so that you are able to know that their feedback isn't meant to hurt you or to make you feel like you're not enough, but it's to motivate you and help you to become a better team member. So if you can understand what success within your role looks like, you'll be that much closer to being eligible for additional promotions or that next raise or whatever it looks like. It helps to be on the same page with your leader so that there is no misunderstandings of feeling like you're doing really great and then being told you're headed in the wrong direction. Number three, cultivate a supportive relationship with your leader. This one is so important and honestly, I think it's worth leaving a company over. Again, depending on how passionate you are about what you do and who you serve, uh, that's definitely the number one. But if you are not able to get on the same page with your leader, or maybe you just don't vibe well with that leader, and you know, that happens, you're not expected to get along with every single person. And if you don't have a manager or a leader who is there to be supportive to you and find ways to help you be successful um, or, you know, pointing you in the right direction, that is when it is worth either trying to figure out how you can change teams. I've seen people be willing to go from a perfect morning shift to a night shift because there were better leaders on the night shift to help them accomplish their goals and to push them and hold them accountable that their morning manager was not willing to do or unable to do. You know, not every manager and most companies aren't giving a really great or like any training for their managers in general. So it's likely that your manager was a really great team member. And then when they got promoted to manager, they might not know how to lead a team or know how to help guide you into, you know, what success looks like for you and are able to tailor that to you. So it may not be entirely their fault if they aren't able to, you know, support you in your working relationship. But if you are trying to proactively reach out to them and maybe in your one-on-ones or whatever your meetings look like with that manager or leader, if you are not able to get an understanding that they truly want you to be successful and they want to help you in whatever that looks like, then that's when I would consider other options either within the company or again, considering uh, finding another company who you might have a better success with. And this is a great question to ask in your interviews is the person who's interviewing you, are they the type of person 
Is the person interviewing you the person who is going to be managing you? Or are they a team of managers? What does feedback look like? What does the working relationship with a team member versus a manager look like? How many team members report to a manager or a leader? That way you can get an idea, you know, if you are going to be joining a team where there's maybe 35 people and one manager, the odds that you are going to get frequent one-on-one meetings may not be super likely. If the team is closer to, you know, 12 to 18, much more likely that you're going to have an ongoing check-in with that leader. And again, question asking, how often do you have one-on-one time with your leader? What does that look like? That way you can get an idea of what that working relationship would look like and how you can be best supported in your entry-level position. Four, get involved. It's important to get involved in different activities and start building relationships with people outside of your direct team. It's likely that you have other teams, other departments, whatever that looks like. If you can get involved, whether that's a volunteer activity, maybe it is some sort of athletic activity, uh, whatever it is, I highly recommend getting involved. Now, this kind of goes into step five of getting out of your comfort zone because if you don't really know very many people, getting involved can kind of be a little scary, but it's so helpful to build those relationships in an environment where you're not focused solely on work. Now, I would also recommend to get involved on other projects that are work-related. So when you have that supportive relationship with your leader, you can say, hey, I've thought about these things or I've thought about how this or that could be improved. Is there any team who is currently working on this or is this something that I might be able to work with someone uh, to improve? Again, whatever it may be. If you are passionate about what you do and who you serve, your mind is going to be continually, continuously turning to think of new ways of doing things and how to improve on certain things. Like how can you improve the customer experience? How can you improve, you know, whatever area it is, you'll want to be able to have that relationship with your leader to provide the feedback and then ask how you could potentially get involved if a project were to ever, you know, pop up where uh, it's in alignment with some of the feedback or suggestions that you have provided. I always go back to how I really enjoy process improvement. So I would share about certain processes how they're currently done, how I think they could maybe be done a little bit better or a little bit differently and what that end result would look like. So brainstorm a little bit when you are thinking of different ways to improve whatever it is and then talk with your leader to determine, hey, you know, is this a good idea? If so, you know, where could we take this? Can we take this to senior leadership and can we work on some sort of initiative to help improve X, Y, or Z, whatever it is, uh, if you can get involved 
in project related type things that will also help you to stand out as well as being successful in your entry level position. So multiple ways to get involved. I I am not the greatest athlete, but I am very competitive, so I try to do my best of course. I joined a kickball team at work and I had not kicked a kickball since I was in elementary school. And I found out I'm actually not too bad at it. And we won the gold title in corporate games when I worked for this certain company two years in a row. So it was a fun title to have because it's such a silly sport, but it certainly takes some skill and effort. And I had so much fun creating relationships uh, within that team. There's also things like volunteering and sometimes, you know, I volunteered at an event where I actually got broken up from my team. So I was with people who I didn't even know from other companies, but that was so important to network. And the fact that I drove together with these people or went to lunch with them afterwards was important as well because it's still getting involved. It's still building those relationships Maybe not to what I may have expected in that moment, but there are many other opportunities where I had to also get involved with some volunteer projects as well. Five, step out of your comfort zone. Again, this one's very vague, but it's important and I don't think you can be very successful in any type of role if you don't get out of your comfort zone a little bit every now and then. So again, You're working up to be the best team member that you can be when you are working on step number two. When you're understanding what success looks like and you are really working to be the best team member you can be, then you can figure out ways to step out of your comfort zone in different ways. So maybe you are super comfortable with a certain aspect of your role, And maybe there's some areas that you aren't as confident in and how can you get better at those? Maybe you need to do some sort of public speaking in your role, but it's super rare. Maybe it happens only once a year and maybe you aren't actually going to have to go up on stage. So you procrastinate, you don't work towards it, whatever that may be, right? But I would encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and maybe take a class where you are working to improve your public speaking skills or whatever it may be. I did debate for my sophomore year in high school and I didn't even know if I really understood what I was signing up for and I was so far out of my comfort zone but so was everyone else in that class at least initially. It seems like the majority of the class got comfortable way before I did. I don't know if I ever got comfortable taking debate, but it was very challenging and it was also some of the most fond memories I have of my high school days. So I recommend stepping out of your comfort zone because you sure are going to remember it and you're going to be learning regardless. So maybe you're going to learn, wow, I really 
don't actually have a passion to improve in this area and that's okay too. You are not expected to be amazing in every single area, but if you need to work on something to improve it a little bit, sure. But if you are able to, you know, forgo being really great at one aspect of your role, maybe that is okay. Again, depending on where you work. Uh, I can't imagine being a doctor that you can skimp out on certain areas, but uh, for me growing up in call centers, as I say, there were certain areas where I was like, okay, I don't have to be absolutely perfect in this area and I'm okay with that. Uh, Sometimes additional sales opportunities I didn't really care for, but I really focused on building relationships with the people that I spoke with over the phone And then when I built good relationships, they kind of guided the conversation into additional sales opportunities. So I didn't feel like I was proactively bringing it up in that sense. So I've never been the strongest salesperson when it's been forced, but I always want to share things that I'm passionate about. And that is an easy way for me to quote unquote, be a salesperson. But yeah, step out of your comfort zone. I highly recommend applying for positions. Even when you feel like you may not fully be ready to step into that role, head in that direction. Show that you do want to head in that direction and, you know, improve along the way. I am never going to be an advocate for showing up being perfect. I know for me, when I interviewed for different team leader roles, at Marriott, I was turned down so many times. I wasn't ready when I first applied and I kept getting feedback and taking that feedback and improving on it so that when I was finally given a yes, you better believe that I walked into that role and knew exactly what I was going to do and exactly what success was going to look like because I had already had some of those conversations to lead me in that direction. If these five steps for success were helpful for you and you have some takeaways as far as what you want to improve on in your current position or maybe you don't fully understand what success looks like and you need to have a conversation with your leader or maybe you are going to work on having a more supportive relationship with your leader If that's the case, I would love for you to share this with other people who you want to see be successful. I hope you share this with other women in your network to be a cheerleader along their success as well. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram, and tag me at Nicole.Hara. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.